again, everyone, and welcome to Starkville's House of L. This is our episode 101 for the Smallville episode, Odyssey. I'm Derek Russell. I'm Steve Lawson. Smallville's back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it not, is sir? Is there any other way you could say that right now? Yes, Weird. Smallville's back, and Hell Week is almost over, Hell dude. Week is almost over. I hate Hell Week. <laughs> I feel like we I feel like we were rushed for something for fraternity or something like that. Uh, we we have had an insane week and uh, we've got a lot to talk about to get into this because we're less than an hour after the time that Odyssey just got done airing on the CW. And this is going to be a little bit more laid back episode. We've covered a lot of I mean we've done like four episodes this week. We've covered enough news for you guys and we've covered emails. We've done our 100th episode. So this is just this is kind of the equivalent of a geek out loud house of L cuz Steve and I just want to talk about Odyssey. Yes, indeed. More than anything. But we are coming off the hills of our 100th episode which was released earlier today before and we nobody <laughs> which they were was call- released earlier today right after 99. Right after way. 99, Mike. <laughs> they were calling us out there like there's no way you'll have all these done before Smallville airs. I was like, "Oh, ye of little faith. We showed you. You don't understand how little of ti- how much time I have on my hands. <laughs> you don't you don't understand how much Derek has not slept in the past 3 days." That's a good point. What day is this? It's- <laughs> Um, that was that was good though, and we had some surprises in there. Aaron Ashmore sent us over some audio. Elena Huffman, of course, too. A lot of friends from podcasts that we've made over the past couple of years, and just you and me having a good time. Yeah, I had a blast last night. I man. did that too. Was... We were just up till two in the morning, just talking about shoe and talking about each other, and it was crazy. Reading your first email, I think that yeah. was my favorite part. <laughs> was finding your first. Now, I have to say, my favorite part was the end of the episode because what better way to end the hundredth episode than the way we did? With the song? With the song, yes. Yes, yes. I was quite pleased with that. (sighs) I'm quite embarrassed by that. The connotation I'll always pull with that is about 2 a.m. in the morning watching Chris Griffin's face on my computer screen as as he just, just, what, what are you doing? Oh God, Graham's got it. Right now. Oh no, is Graham about to play it? Graham's been playing it all freaking day. <laughs> He'll text me like every ten seconds, like I'm listening to it again. Well, once again, Graham really came through on that because um, I don't know about production and compression. You did a great job, Graham. Just in. Graham just tweaked it up, and we are going right. to release it through the feed as a, as a single too, so everybody can it was have a it. Single, dude. It's already my ringtone <laughs> on my iPhone, and I'm not kidding. That's ridiculous. I need to drop it into Graham's Dropbox right now so he can have it too. <laughs> nice. But we just, but yes, watching Chris just about die laughing at that thing on the computer screen last night was classic. So we had a good time and we're over the hump now. We're up to 100 and now it's just time to, the summer's over, which is always the hard part for us. Uh, I'm so glad the fall season has started i know I mean, as far everything as tv goes then this really i mean we had terminator two weeks ago but now we're really jump starting everything yeah the weather is cooler outside the past couple of days around here i don't know how it is there but it's hot you know and the season has started well i mean i say cooler it's you know in the upper 80s and that's a lot cooler than what it has been yeah so. yeah but it is it is that time for tv to come back which is great after the writer's strike. It feels strike. so long. It just feels so long because well, of the mean, writer's strike. And writers... So many things ending quickly and early and that sort of thing. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, what we just want to talk about, we've, we've shared the news with you in the past few episodes. Steve did a good job on 98 doing that. I caught up a little bit on 99. I, I called 99 the Homer's Cliff Notes, kind of for Odyssey. I know. You kind of... I don't <laughs> think anybody got that reference. I thought it was pretty funny. Well, I was like... You totally broke the one-word title. No, I did. There's other episodes. There, there's one where Will came back, and I called Where There's a Will. Oh, okay. Let's see, I've done it before. Just rarely right. do it. I like the one-episode titles we have. The one-word the one word title? The one-word title for episodes. Yeah. That's what right. I meant to say. I know what you meant. And, I, you know, I mean, come on, you're coming off of what? Basically, how many hours of podcasting have you done, including the editing and the recording this week? Probably uh, 48 over that, yeah, <laughs> I would probably, venture a guess. Probably, probably ninety six. Because we did a tenth wonder too. Yeah, so, so ninety six hours worth yeah. of podcasting. So, I'm going to sleep the sleep of the just tonight. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> well, I mean, let's just jump into it because there's nothing else we can do. We've been talking about it for three months now. How excited we were! You know, we come off the hills of a season where we leave the show, where we the the shows. Front runners leave. Our, our our main baddie Lex Luthor, Michael Rosenbaum leaves. Um, Clark's love interest Lana, Kristen Kruk leaves. So and 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 
his cousin, you know, gets banished to the Phantom Zone. We've got all these people exiting, and we're like, what are we left with? What are we looking forward to in three months? Where, where are we going to be? Wow, they they really held up their end of the deal. I think. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I mean, initial reaction. What did you What did you think of that teaser? Um, really? You know, we're going to disagree this much. We're, I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't really jump out of my chair. It was awesome. It was great. It was super cool. You know, I just... Well, I don't think there's a lot you could have done right. that was just a huge, huge thing like they've done in the past. Because there's nothing you could have done with Clark, really. Right. I mean, if we right. had just seen him in Russia getting beaten up, you, that would have been kind of lamer than... That huge crane, that huge shot with Justice League pull away. Oh sure, I mean it was, I mean it was, it was, it was iconic. It was great. I, I'm just telling you that as I was sitting there watching it, I was just like, okay, let's let's get rolling now. Let's get rolling. I'll tell you what the teaser did for me more than anything else, though, mm-hmm. was as as Clark, as uh, Oliver and Donna and AC were talking, mm-hmm. I officially am on the Oliver bandwagon now. Oh yeah, just because of his intensity and, and desire to find Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've been iffy about him. I was iffy about him in the in season six. You know, which and I was is just okay not one of your about... favorite seasons. I mean, that, right? That, you don't right. make that. You don't make that quiet at all. That that you just didn't care for that that much, right? And and but Justin Hartley and 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 the way Oliver was written tonight, I'm on board. And I was the moment he told them Clark would do this for any of us. I'm like, you got it. You know who Clark is. Yeah. And your desperation to find him, to me, sir, I thank you. I, I, but it was. It was really. It was cool. I mean, it was a great. You know, it was a great opening, and, and I don't think they could have done a different one. But you know, I, I wasn't up out of my seat yet. Well, no, but I think. I mean, we're only. Sometimes we're used to starting five seconds later, after the finale. Sometimes we're used to starting three months later. This is the first time we've kind of started somewhere in between. You know, we're only four right. weeks after the events of Arctic. What? Has happened to these people in in a month's time period, and, and we find out a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, the Justice League has been searching for Clark because they know that's where Lex went. He headed north, and 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 so they're they're really trying to piggyback on Luther Corp at the same time that they're searching for you know Lex's either you know his whereabouts and or his remains at the same time trying to find Clark. Right, yep. So it's really, I mean, I, I think that's, while it wasn't just huge and up in arms and everything, it set the precedent for the episode, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like the fact that, because a lot of times when a when a, when a show has a character leave like this, there are a lot of times where that character will just be kind of forgotten. Right. And they've almost done that to an extent sometimes in the past in Smallville. Yes. You know, but here, the the search for Lex was kind of the center of the episode. And you get the feeling that, if they can work something out with Rosenbaum, that it's set enough of a basis that it could be something that continues throughout the season. If they can work a deal out where he comes back for one episode. Or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and you got to have that. I mean, I mean, there's no way Lex Luthor's dead. No matter how much you want to change the story and make it your own, there's no way you can kill off Lex Luthor. Right. And right. and and Tess Mercer, who we see in the teaser, who is really the first person we see in the teaser, we see her walk in the room. Which was that not great having her with the uh, the jacket? Very much Miss Tessmacher from Superman 2. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't catch that yeah. until you just said uh, something about that. So that's cool. You know, we see her come in and we talk to... And I thought it was Reagan. It's Regan. Yeah, it is Regan. It. She pronounced it as Regan. Regan. And, um, Regan. Regan. And that's that's the old standby with uh, with Lex's henchmen. If you get a name, you're dead. That's I say <laughs> it time and time again. You see him for a yeah. couple episodes and like oh... As soon as you get a, oh, as soon as he says your name, you Gina. ain't gonna make it next during the next Gina. episode. <laughs> Gina, I just oh, keep yeah. going back Gina. to Gina in my heart and mind. Yeah, I like Tess though. I like the fact that she's as cold and as calculating as Lex, and you know, and the fact that you you get the idea that he let her be kind of an, uh, an obscure VP just so he could bring her out of the woodwork if he ever needed to. Yeah, you know. I mean, obviously she was being groomed for something, right? You know, being over overseas almost kept hidden you almost wonder if she would be like a sister or something hmm, another yeah. luther you know yeah a distant cousin yeah yeah some kind former of former lover um, and and her her relationship to other characters in smallville will come to fruition as the season progresses we, we will find out she's got ties to oliver 
Mm. As wow. the season well, goes on. Yeah, I, didn't, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. No. I, I appreciated her loyalty to Lex. Well, I mean, there, know, there's even, loyalty. Even in the one moment, even in the one moment of sitting at the desk, and you could see she kind of enjoyed it. And when someone said something about it, you know, she made no. This is, you know, this is Lex's desk. Well, let's. How much dust was in that office? About a month's worth. That was more than a month's worth, sir. <laughs> that thing had been thought, closed up I for about the same three thing. years. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I'm like, guys, it's been four weeks. It hadn't been, you know. Graham didn't see the beginning, so he didn't know how much time had passed. And he was sitting on the couch, and she ripped that curtain off and said, how long has this been? <laughs> <laughs> three years later. I mean, they were quick to kind of sheet everything up in there, too. Yeah, yeah. Or it have only been four weeks. Um, yeah. But regardless, um, so we do meet her and, and, of course, Regan, and the Justice League arrives. And they, and not only, okay, first of all, Oliver Queen, is the Green Arrow is not Batman. Was he not clearly visible standing on top of all those rafters <laughs> like everybody in the room? Like he was scanning everything. Was like, Does all right, see? let's see here. Let's see. We've got kind of a brownish-gray tint, a lot of black and silver equipment all over the place. Lots of white everywhere. Uh, white snow. Hmm, there's a big green thing up there. Yeah, that fits in no, perfectly. No, that's fine. You ignore that. And then <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Don't worry you about that. You ignore that? No, there's no need to ever go over there, ever. And then you've got Black Canaries just standing there. She came out of nowhere. What's badass new effect for her? Yeah. They really yeah, upped the ante on her, her, on her canary cry from last season. I, yeah, and, and you know, I still find the, the audio effect really interesting. I do because too. it's not... It's not anything I would have ever expected, you know, even last season when we said it's not what I would have expected the canary cry to sound like. Um, you know, it's it's Graham's got more still of a rumble. To chocolate pie as we speak. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the headphones on, I'm sorry. But it's got more of a rumble than a high pitch, you know, and I would always expect the high pitch sonics rather than the low pitch, but I feel like there's more I, I doesn't I don't blame them for going low pitch because there's more credibility in hitting the brown note, I think, the shattering crystal. <laughs> The elusive brown note. <laughs> the elusive brown note. <laughs> and then how about Aquaman popping up out of the water? That was, that was you know, I'll be honest with you, there were some moments where the sparks were flying down, and I guess this is kind of what did it for me during that whole opening s- segment. There were some moments when the sparks were coming off of all the computer equipment and everything. You could tell it was very overlaid onto the shot. Yeah, it was. And then and the I Aquaman busting up. Yeah, the Aquaman busting up, it seemed like a, you know, kind of a rushed Well, shot. I mean, we lost a lot of money this season. Yeah, I mean, you could see it was lost in some of the effects budget. So We, we lost a And lot. that's fine. That's fine. I think you know, they I made up for it with some other stuff. I think the script was top-notch. As do I. And our, As do our, I. our four new frontrunners for the show who have been executive producers this season, too, they really, I mean, they, they, they carried the mantle. I mean, they really held it up, and they all four pinned this script. Uh, which was amazing to me. Well, and and it was a tough job. Oh yeah, because you know, I mean, that's I would I do not envy the job of figuring out what to do now that I know we're not going to be able to use Lex. And I all. would not speak ill, uh, ill, ill. That's the one in the water. Ill is you're sick. Uh, <laughs> I would not speak ill of Alan Miles at all because no. because I'm huge fans of theirs. But to just leave, and not saying they just deserted him, but I mean to to, to have left the show. And it's still being carried on. I mean, I can only imagine how Brian and Kelly and Todd and Darren must have felt sitting there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, on one hand, I've heard interviews with with those four, right. and they, you know, they're like Alan Miles really didn't tell us the direction they were going right. to take this show in. And on one hand, you got to respect Alan Miles for just leaving their vision in the hands of these people without saying this is where we think you should go. Right. On the other hand, you got to think, hey guys, uh, throw the throw the people a bone. You know, <laughs> I mean, they kind of. I mean, obviously, one of the reasons we don't have Supergirl this season is because of Alan Miles' departure. Um, right. They had some set vision they wanted to do with her, whether or not it was a, a spinoff or not, we, we're unclear. But the, our, our our new showrunners really didn't. Our, our executive producers really didn't know what they wanted to do with the character, and that's one reason that Kara is not in season eight. Yes. Um, yeah. Now, why she was not mentioned, I do not know. Well, I don't. Uh, you know. Remember, let's let's remember Clark still. There wasn't enough time to really for him to process Kara and what happened to her in Arctic, or what happened to her even before Arctic. Right. You know, and so obviously that's coming down the road, and and hopefully there'll be some mention of it in in the episodes. I like the fact that things were happening so fast for Clark. You know, and the fact that 
that though he'd been at this with these Russians for you know close to a month, um, he had no contact. He couldn't worry about Kara. That's his, one of the first pr- times. His concern had to be getting out of there. You know. Oh yeah, that's one of the first times Clark has ever been powerless, and I've I've bought into it. More more than really, more, yeah. I mean, before I, you know, I mean, obviously not real, but right. it is a TV show, Steve. In case you didn't know, uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't get the memo. I take it very seriously. I, I was thinking about that tonight. I was watching. I'm like, I really take this very seriously. <laughs> it's because we do this. Um, no, <laughs> no. Even before I did this, I really took the show very seriously. I'm, I'm happy for you. It's going to be okay. We're going to get you counseling. I promise. I'm such a loser. I know Derek. it's Help fine. We're, we're, I'm still your friend. I need human companionship. I know you do. He's he's single, ladies. <laughs> ladies. <laughs> um, I I really bought into the whole, and maybe it was the fight scene in Russia. I don't know. I like how Russia was bleak and gray and <laughs> looked like that. It looked like well, I, you know, it looked like I the opening the scene fact. of X Men. Yeah, I like, and I like the fact that Clark was kind of. I mean, he was in an oppressed position. I mean, he was almost. He was practically a slave. Yeah, you know, that, oh, I mean, that was that was the way I took it completely. And um and, and 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 it was just neat to see. I don't, you know, it was great that he remembered things. I was glad there was no amnesia. Yes, that's the one thing that really was. I didn't know going in if he was going to be an amnesiac. Well, or that not. would have been you a know, very boring premiere because well, it would have been we it would have been ground we we treaded. Well, before. it would have been ground we treaded before, but it would have been very boring because you need the hero to save the day, whether powerless or not. Right. And other heroes telling him what to do to save people wouldn't be that fun. Right. You need to go down this hall and find the blonde girl. She's being locked in one of these. Rooms. I mean, that would have gotten sure. ridiculous, you know. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um. Do you have like a favorite scene? <laughs> Do we really want to go there yet? I mean, <laughs> is it a bad question to ask? A favorite scene? Yeah, that's a legitimate um, question. Just about anything, with the exception of Jimmy and Chloe in the last fifteen minutes. Well, I mean, so. you had to wrap that up. At least yeah. there wasn't a whole lot of it throughout the episode. Right, right. Um, I, I, what about Dwight Schrute and Chloe? Dwight Schrute and Chloe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, here's the thing, and unless can we get this out of the way real quick? Okay. Brainiac's messing with Chloe. Oh, yeah. is what has has kicked her brain into high. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, is that is that the understood situation? I mean, because I, that's how I took it. The supercomputer brain no longer has her healing powers. I would definitely say that would be right. So, um, and it was neat to see the supercomputer. I like that power better. than I like the healing. I power, do too, by the way. because we thought that was what was going to be. Her ability sure. to begin with when they were yeah, you know, when yeah. they were hinting. And apparently them. Brian and Kelly and Todd and Darren did too. Well, more power <laughs> yeah. too. They're like, yeah, we'll just give her this new one. The Brainiac screw. And we her. can explain it. Yeah, we can explain it away that way. No, I, and, it, and it makes sense. But you know, it makes sense based on that whole interaction with those two when Brainiac tried to do to Chloe what he did to oh, Lana. Yeah, yeah. And so and so in in her absorption of stuff and the healing and everything, it really makes a lot of sense. But it also opens the door. For Brainiac to return, it does very much so. There, I mean, there is a lot that Chloe's position now does for this character and and for other characters around. You know, with her and Brainiac, I'm really, I really like what went on with Chloe. I do too. I I enjoyed. I mean, Montana's a bleak bleak place. Let me tell you, you get sent there and you're not coming back. <laughs> well, yeah, and the fact that until, gosh, right up until she. Remembered it was Ollie's number, you know. She thought she was being held by the government, right? You know, and and so that's why she was so anxious to help, because they're using the term terrorists and that sort of thing, and uh, and so then when she realized it's Ollie's number, that was that was a great moment. I'm like, how do you not know Donna's number? How do you not know AC's number? Oh, yeah. You know, when, and when, when, when she, she got stopped to that at point, Ollie's. can I just say, let me say, the Justice League knows how to cover some ground. How did Aquaman... I can understand Aquaman being in Norway. He can swim like a mother. How did... Right. But, but Black Canary got to Germany fast. <laughs> I mean, real <laughs> fast. Well, that's on Ollie's dime. I guess so, so. but still. I mean, he had the jet. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I like that scene on the jet between Oliver and Clark. Yes, I, I yeah, I really did yeah. enjoy that where Clark was kind of coming clean about everything, and how priority one for him is still Lex. Yep. Um, yep. So I, 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 that was really cool to me. Well, I loved, I loved the scene between. I love how Ollie got him out of there. 
You know, because oh, yeah, kind of yeah. expecting you're kind of expecting a he's gonna come in green arrow style, you know, arrows a blazing, and instead he just uses the suave Oliver Queen and fakes the fight with Clark. And and I love the what are you doing? Just roll with it, you yeah, know. He was and, enjoying uh, it. Yeah, I mean it was good times. And but I I just like the way that they got out of there, you know, and and because uh, again, there was a lot of times in this episode where I thought, well, we're just retreading old ground. And when I in in leading in and knowing that Clark was going to be tied with some Russians and stuff, I really thought, oh, well, we're going to be, you know, retreading some Morgan Edge ground here. Right. And um Fortunately, that was not the case. You know, fortunately, it was a thing where Clark was basically held prisoner by these people, and Ollie had to come rescue him, and and it just worked out so neat because we can hear from these Russians again, or we cannot. And he found him quick. Yeah, to, to yeah. be and I'll, and what's your reasoning for um, them using the Lana Cave instead of the the, the Arrow Cave? Just to show that it's still there, maybe. I guess so. Um, maybe and maybe because maybe because Lana would have had more on Chloe and Clark in her files, they thought than than what Oliver would. Yeah. Now we we've, we've jumped into a full discussion as as you can tell. We're not really doing a recap because, especially a few hours after, we don't feel the need for one because it is so. It, it, every, everybody was watching it. Very few people missed that. I mean, and and the the fans that listen to Shoe, they saw it tonight. So we're just kind of hitting on the key points we loved. I want to go back to the beginning though, all the way, okay. all the way to the yeah. beginning. Oh wow! First thing you see previously on was that not the yes. best previously on ever? And I think I say that good. every time, but it, it really yeah. was. It was good. It was what? good. What is wrong with you tonight? Because <laughs> the whole time I'm sitting there on the couch, I'm going, Steve is like his jaws open right now. <laughs> mm, I, I like going back to season four, man. Yeah, All the way back yeah, to the crystal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, you know, comes into play. Obviously. Which is part of why... Here's the thing, I, I, and I realize that I'm probably going to have to take this season on more of an episode-by-episode episode basis than I have any other season. Um, and and I know... I, know I feel like Bill everyone, Hader with the megaphone and hot rod right I now. <sighs> um, but... As I began watching, I was like, well, this really, you know, I'm liking it. I'm enjoying it. But? But it's not giving me the thrill that past season premieres have. Really? Yeah. Until. The jacket? Un- no. <laughs> Honestly, until they start going after Chloe. Yeah. And that's when things really got ramped up for me. There was something about Clark running around and nothing but that blue shirt and that white t-shirt. And there was a moment where I'm like, do I have a man crush on Tom Welling all of a sudden? Yes, you do. I, I was like, he really looks good tonight. <laughs> and <laughs> It's because they put him in Oliver's wardrobe. Not that there's anything wrong there's with, anything that. Wrong with no, that. No, but I mean, I, I really, I was, like, I was like, he looks different. I like the look he's going for. I like the fact that, that he's stepping up and he's not just going to follow behind Ollie and be, you know, be baggage, that he's going to actually go and do the thing to help. I was surprised as all get out when Lois shows up. That was great. And that you was know, a great scene so, when, when she walks forward and says, "What? Do you, how did you get in here? And they 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 do their little, do you, do you two know each other? Yeah, no. And then they just beat the crap out of them. Right. Um, <laughs> well, and that was great. You know, again, it was great to see Clark, too, in that scene take the guy out. Yeah. You know? Um, but, but I love the fact that there was Lois and, you know, and then she starts chewing on, you've been gone for how long? And now you just pop up to show Chloe, you know, to look for Chloe. And, uh, of course everyone knows Lois can kick butt. Oh yeah. You know, uh, I love the, I love the fact he was scared of the gun being pointed in his general uh-huh, direction. Uh-huh. You know, I, that's when the, that's when it really started to ramp up for me, you know, outside of me liking Ollie, because I am sold on Oliver Queen now. So. We were watching, um. When when they when they come in through the door when Oliver and when they blow the door and Oliver and Clark walk in, yes, Tucker go, yes. Tucker said, "I wonder if that was an arrow." <laughs> <laughs> it's my exploding the rebel door arrow. Um, there was some stuff missing that I that from the um, from the script I, and the, and the screener that stood out to me that, that ended up being left out. That one thing. And I love the scene where um, where Black Canary and Aquaman are, are tied in chains, talking to Regan. Yeah, I, I really yeah. like that. And and when Regan brings up the Traveler, and Aquaman, you know, makes his little 
quip about who was that the frequent flyer, and right. uh, and he and Aquaman says like the only reason we were up there was to find was <clears throat> to find Lex, and the script went on and said you know to make sure Lex was dead and gone once and for all. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. and um, at the end, which I love the the final little confrontation with the Justice League in the street of Metropolis. Yes. And they yeah. all go their separate ways, which I guess we'll find out more in, in 802 as to why Oliver doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> you know, right. he's like, we all need to split up, but I'm staying here. <laughs> Clark lives in Smallville, so he's fine. Um, uh, they ask where he had been keeping uh, his flying buddy. And Black Canary says, where you been keeping your flying buddy? Referring to the Martian Manhunter. And, and, oh, and yeah, Clark yeah. says Mars, but I'm sure we haven't seen the last of him, and they, they cut that out. I was like, eh. Yeah, he said it's a long story, yeah, yeah. but I'm sure we haven't seen yeah. the last of him. Uh, you know, there, that's another thing, and, and, and we got an interesting email about that tonight, okay. and I guess it's time to touch on that. Um, I think we need to touch Clark. on the March Manhunter, because I know you you feel differently about it than I do, and I think that's one of the things some people, except for what we were saying leading up to the episode, and we said Phil Morris would be in it, I think that was something that a lot of people weren't expecting. Yeah, I, you know, I was excited to see him when he showed up. Um, uh, here, okay, and here's another okay. thing: when Oliver shoots Clark, mm-hmm. you know, I was thinking he's died before, guys. This is not a big deal. Right. And at the same time, I'm also thinking it's not a big deal that he's about to die because he's we know he's going to survive. So there's really no drama in that moment. And see, Tucker didn't you know, even that like Tucker, we were, Tucker was sitting there. And he was like, oh, man. And then Chloe walked in. He goes, oh, good, Chloe's here. And I just kind of looked at him and shook my head. <laughs> right. right. Well, you know, and, and I you know, I had the script, as you yeah. did. Um, I did not read it beyond the teaser. Oh, okay. Um, and so there was a lot. But I knew. I'm like, well, she's, gonna, she's not going to be able to heal him. You know, she's got this new right, power right. now. And, um, I, but, and, I mean, and so, go ahead, and then I want to t- touch on something, too. But but That's my thing said. is is we've seen yeah we've seen <laughs> nice well, well played sir <laughs> we we've seen <laughs> you could burn in hell Steve Gloss <laughs> yeah <laughs> we we've seen Clark die yeah oh yeah you know and and so for that to happen I was like mm. but they were making the the way the camera angle and everything was done you you know for some reason the sunlight was real big coming through the windows and I thought. All right. Well, we're going to start to see him heal up. His powers are just going to start to come back to yeah. him, you know. And and I kind of thought it'd be a neat moment just to kind of see him begin to heal up himself, and and just as this body is recharging now from the from the sunlight, and uh, and there's Martian Manhunter. I'm like, all right. Well, Martian Manhunter's going to help him out, you know, and and do something. And then he flies him off into space. I'm like, okay. So Martian Manhunter heals in orbit, and so does Clark, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and and then of course the explanation was I flew you close to the sun and I you know that's fine I like that that explanation works for me great yeah okay don't have a problem with that I just feel like it was so convenient it's like well we need to have the Martian man in here let's drop him in yeah and uh, and and oh by the way his powers are gone but he still looks like a normal human man well that was my thing now let's I mean you kind of felt like it was an easy out almost. Yeah, I did feel like it was... And that's not bad to say at all. But I feel like it was a way to bring back the character who we haven't seen in a while. He could, And he's always more... He's not so... And even in the comics and on the Justice League show, he's not so much hero-y... Hero-y? Hero-y? Right, As he is sort of a vessel of knowledge. Sure, I mean, he's sort of more guidance than... I mean, he's he's kind of a Yoda. And yep. that's always and, and, I'll accept and the that. fact that I'll he's green that. or not, that's always the way I've referred to him. Um mm-hmm. now he and and he's and even in the sense that he is friends with Jorel, and this is something I said in ninety nine, we don't get to see a whole lot of sides of Jorel because we've only really run into his enemies. Zod, Zorel, Brainiac. We've never right. seen a friend of Jorel until Martian Man- John Jones came along. Right. So I like that he was there. I like, and, and but before before he shows up, that scene where Clark, that shot where Clark's telling Chloe no. Yeah, I love that yeah. because I mean, all along Clark's just been like, this world would be a better a better place. And there's still that point where he, it's it's almost when he comes back is when he realizes I've I've and he's realized time and time again. And I mean, and you know whether you not what you want to argue, boy, jump out the window and fly. Or this is still about a journey to get to a point. 
it, he, it's still, I mean, he's still trying to struggle with all these feelings. And I don't right. think anybody in that situation could one day be, you know, in high school, have a girlfriend, have parents, have a somewhat normal life, even have these abilities, and then turn around completely and lose everybody you love and just decide to take up on your own and to, sure. to lead two different lives almost. Yeah, so yeah, I, agree with I that. still, I'm still, that's why I don't get ever stressed out with the show because I know how much of a journey it is for Clark, how much of an odyssey it is. Ooh, you like that? Mm. Uh, <laughs> for him to become the man that we will know. And I know that the final resolution to that will not come until the end of the series. Right. For right. him. And that, that's what, that's what the show's always been about, a journey. So even at that point when he's struggling, when he's dying there, I mean, that arrow went, God, that arrow went straight through straight him. Straight through him, window. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we saw that at Comic-Con. That was in the trailer. Oh, wow. And and not the first, not the second arrow, but the first one when he shoots right. him in, the, in the shoulder. And we were we were like, what the hell is Oliver doing? <laughs> what was that all about? Oliver and his crazy kryptonite arrows. <laughs> Oliver, what are you doing? Why would you do this? They also showed the scene with Clark driving the truck at Comic-Con. Kind of more lame on the episode. I was like, silly Clark, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> you're just going to crash. But it's nice to know he knows how to drive a big truck. He does. I mean, that he comes from his a, days on the farm. He shift, but right. not very well. <laughs> straight no, into the, Not when he's getting shot at. Straight into the broad side of a bar. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, let's, you know, the, Clark's power that never really gets talked about much is his ability to wreck a vehicle. So. Yes, I mean, he has that top notch. Which, you know, he's got that super intelligence. I mean, could you not just uh, know what's coming? <laughs> Dart out of the way? Well, he didn't have any powers at that point. Well, I mean, whatever you want to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, potato, potato. Yes, very much so. Now, but when Marshall Man, I mean, we see the flashes of light. Of course, we see Lana. Because only a month ago, he walked out of her life. Or she walked out of his life, even. Sorry, that's what I meant. She walked out of his life. Yes. And 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 that was very... I mean, even... I mean, I can remember talking about an Arctic. You cried man tears. I, yeah, I mean, I almost scene. did. I mean, I didn't. It was... It was that, I mean, There was a lump in the throat. I mean, Tom gets teary, and then Lois comes in, and they... You know, it's whatever. And they embrace? They do embrace. Um, I really... I forget completely where I was going with this. Thing. You're talking about Martian Manhunter. I am, but I just mean these flashes of lightning. He sees Jonathan, and he sees Martha. And, and Which was uber cool to me, sir. Yeah, I mean, it, that is the equivalent of his life flashing before his eyes. Yes. The, those, yeah. the, the three most important people ever to him are those three people. Yep. And, and then he kind of, all that dissolves, and, you know, there's Jackie Giles. Yeah. And. <laughs> I'm here for you, Kalel. Yeah. And. <laughs> And you're like, Jackie? Chloe knows. But my <laughs> the whole time I wanted to be I wanted the camera to be on Oliver and be like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Where did he come from? Right. Well, you know, can I say this real quick just to interrupt you and, and you can continue about the Marsh Manhunter thing? Yeah. I, again, Justin Hartley kicked it up a notch tonight for me. I'll say in my book. And, that, and when he when he comes down off that truth serum. Yeah, and he run. I mean, you know, it's like I'm not worried about my secret identity. I'm not worried about anything. It's like for some reason, it's like he recognizes how special Clark is. And in this episode, he took off all the pretenses and all the posturing about what he thinks Clark should be doing. And oh and yeah, put, yeah. And he put feet to it. You know, it wasn't just I'm here to bust Clark's chops. It's like this is how much I believe in it that I'm risking everything to go find him, and now I'm risking everything if I can get him some help to save him. Righto, righto. And, and I'm sold on the Green Arrow character now. Well, I love the new opening credits. I think they did a very good job choosing their new cutscenes. Seemed a little and, choppy at one or two the time. places. Did you? I, yeah. I liked it. Especially the scene from Plastique at the end where he's carrying Tess yes. out of the, the burning yeah. bus. Yep. Uh, I, that really rung true to me, too. Um, and, of course, the two new characters... Uh, three. Well, three. That's what I was going to say. We got Oliver Queen, but I, I was told it was going to be an Oliver Queen as Justin Hartley. Because that's how it always ends. The last character has their... Oh, Justin Hartley as Oliver Queen? Does that say it wrong? Oliver yeah. Queen is Justin I know what you, I know what you meant, though. <laughs> I've done 18 podcasts in one day. <laughs> Listen, I'm not, I'm not griping. I'm just... I know. 
I'm gonna, can I just open up to you right now, Steve? No, not right now. I'm having a hard time. Here. You'll be all right. Suffer through. Persevere. So, Martian Manhunter. Um, here, here was my only gripe, though. Uh, and I love the scene of him flying him to the sun, and Clark starts waking up at the closer they get. You know, the, the recharge yes. yeah, when he, yep, when he yep, flies yep. him out of the atmosphere, and they and they go past the camera, and and his and as they get closer, you can almost kind of tell Phil Morris's eyes the redness cut kind of fades a little bit, mm. and then Clark starts waking up. I don't know how they got back to Earth is what I want to know. Um, but we get back to the barn, and Clark wakes up. And and he's dressed. We won't go into that. Uh, <laughs> blue jeans, blue shirt. This is what I do. I just, I, I, you know, it always concerned me in Hidden when Clark was in a hospital gown and then he wakes up in the fortress that is in the red shirt, is in the blue shirt, the red yeah. jacket, and the jeans. Oh, I'm, I know. I'm with you. Jor-El ran to the house real quick, picked up a few just, items. Yeah, just fast. Just real fast. Because you notice it's not the blue shirt they got shot in. Actually, right. got, he, gets shot in a white, uh, he gets shot in a white shirt, doesn't he? Right, so it showed the blood better. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, cause, yeah, because he didn't get very far because he was... Or it was a really light blue shirt or something. What? I don't remember. Do you remember? But do you remember how it was? They it was doing, a light blue shirt. It was a light blue shirt. Do you remember how they were doing the things though that night? That's when they were trying the whole thing of if you're just joining yes. us. Yes. So, like if you're just joining us, Clark, Clark Kent, Kent has, has been, been shot. shot. Now Smallville. I'm like, what? I miss those because we made so much fun of them. If you're just joining us, Clark Kent has been shot. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the hell am I watching? <laughs> I seriously love those. Who is Houston? Who is Starkville House <laughs> of L? But your gripe with the whole Martian Manhunter thing, your one gripe is is essentially when Clark is that he dressed it. No, is when Clark wakes up and he throws him the football and everything. They have their interchange, and he tells him, you know, the sun stripped him of his abilities, which changed a little bit from an early draft because it was going to be that he restored his powers, but he restored Clark's powers. By giving up his own, and then had to recharge him, had to heal him up quick. Even though his mm. abilities were back, he needed to get him out. He needed to get him healed quick to the sunlight. Right. Which I like what they did better about yes. just getting him close enough. The sun would would fuel him up like a battery. Right. Yep. Uh, like, and, a, like a glow in the dark picture. Exactly. And would strip Martian Manhunter of his. And and that is truth. That makes sense. But my problem is, should he not not look like Phil Morris? I agree. I I didn't think about that until you told me that before we started recording. He, he Martian Manhunter is a Martian. He looks like an alien. I mean, yeah. he's, he's a true Martian form. He's kind of a green, skinny, conehead thing. And he has the ability to morph into other things, other beings, other humans, other things like that. He's a, like a chameleon. He takes on the human identity that it just happens to look like Jackie Childs. And <laughs> for your Seinfeld fans out there, and... Should he not have reverted back to his original? If he is power, if he is indeed powerless, yes. Now I know he's coming back. I know they in budget, and you. Don't, just, <laughs> I mean, that just scare the hell out of people. It's just <laughs> what do you really look like here? <laughs> well, <laughs> Jesus now, Christ! Put it back. <laughs> but now, was that? A, do you think not just budget, of course? But now, do you think DC had something to do with that though as well, or? Um, I don't know. I really don't. I think it was probably more an opening for him to come back. A, sure. Of course, they wanted Phil Morris to play him. Right. Well, so, you know, Clark said he'll be back. Yeah, he he'll, and we do we do know he will be back, and he'll be back before 2008 is out. Which excites me. Do what? Which excites me. Yes, very much so. Because I always like when he shows up. I know a lot of people aren't fond of the character because he kind of seems to come out of nowhere. And I think that's what our email sort of touches on, isn't it, Steve? Yeah, yeah. Laura wrote us, and she was talking about her mom calling to ask for clarification about who the Martian Manhunter was. And, and got a little exasperated saying that's her problem with the show right now is, is they're just they bring these people in and expect everyone to know. And, and the actual case is is the Martian Manhunter has been, you've been given really more information on him than you ever were on Bart or Aquaman 
or even Cyborg, really, uh, you know, through the times he's been on, it's just you've got to catch it in the conversations that are going on. Right. And um, and so, uh, you know, basically his history is he's from Mars, and he was a manhunter for Jarrell, and now, as he revealed tonight, that he was just supposed to be kind of a silent guardian for Clark, but he said, I couldn't stand by and just let you die. No, no, not at all. And that, and that is where my enthusiasm for tonight's episode honestly kicked into overdrive the conversation they begin to have um in, in the in, in the barn in the loft yeah in the loft where where he's you know he talks about your father knew this would be a hard odyssey for you to go to you know this odyssey would be difficult for you to undertake and he said it was impossible it was impossible having the gifts of a god but living among humans right and, and you know and then clark says you know and then clark's like you know and i do feel like i need to be two people sometimes and, uh, and and so you see the the setting up of what Brian and Kelly and Todd and Darren have all said that this is going to be a a, a season about dual identities. Mm-hmm. And but then as Clark begins to say, you know, as I was dying, I saw my mom, I saw my dad, I saw Lana, and I've tried to hold on to these people, and I can't do it anymore. I, I think you one know? of my favorite lines of the whole episode is, "I've written obituaries, I've seen people walk out of my life, and and I've done nothing. You know, I've I've got to, I have to be." something yes and and it is and it is in this moment where he decides i don't know what my destiny is but i'm going to now begin to attempt to embrace that um you got to embrace your destiny you've got to embrace your destiny and you know how old is clark at this point clark's 22 should be yeah 22 you know i remember when i was 22 i didn't know what i was wanting to do i didn't know what i was doing yeah you know yeah um i was not I was not smart at all. You yeah. know, I, I, I was still searching for my destiny. I, in some ways, I still am. You know, thir- you know, nine years later, I'm 31 now. And, and so so I have no You're problem 31? with Clark. Yes, I have no problem with Clark Ooh. not, I know, how pathetic that I'm 31 <laughs> single and watching Smallville and taking it seriously. I need human companionship. I just We just got to 100 and I've lost another co-host. <laughs> Only this time I ran him off. <laughs> you're, you're, Who's Houston? <laughs> well, who's Houston? Um, but but you know the the fact that he is now saying I'm going to find out what this is, right, right, and and what I need to do. That's when I'm like, heck yes, you are Clark Kent. That well, is exactly what you're going to do. I think and it was I more a de- visual and audible thing for you though. Well, okay, because here's the thing. I have never been so excited to see someone put a jacket on in my life <laughs> as I was as Clark took that thing like it was some kind of prophet's mantle and threw it on his back and, and just nodded at John Jones like, that's right. Well, I mean, I mean, if you look at it from a Superman standpoint, Martian Manhunter just threw him his cape. It, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the way you got to look. And with the music and the little nod. And I'm loving, listen, they, they've put it in subtly, you know, and, and only every now and again, once or twice in some seasons. They've brought it on huge tonight with that theme that has kind of become the Smallville Superman theme. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. I am. And I really dig that theme. Yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Where it kind of comes to a culmination, though, in the episode is the final scene with Tess. Not the final scene, but one of the final scenes in the episode of the last... Couple, because we have to also have the one with the Justice League, and then we have the final final scene, which is very cool too. But Tess in in Lex's office in the mansion, and uh, the girl who probably will be named within the next couple episodes, and probably die because Regan's dead now. Right, she had him killed <laughs> for withholding exactly. information, and and we see that there was a, a boot print, uh, you know, in the snow that was not Lex's, so he was not right. alone. Because they, she knows that Lex was there looking for the Traveler. Actually, we're not positive that she knows that, but given Lex is giving everything over to her, we would think that because Regan was really the one who who made that comment to Aquaman and Black Canary. But she would think she probably would know something about it, even though Regan denied, uh, not denied, but but said he was sticking true to Mister Luther and not revealing anything that happened. Right. So yeah. we see the footprint, and then we see what's in the briefcase, which was the only item recovered other than Clark's jacket, which Justice League ran off with, which was right. a cool <laughs> shot. I don't care. Yeah, that was a cool shot. I agree with you. That was a great shot. Yeah. So, But can I tell you how excited I was to see that one item in that briefcase? Let me tell you. When I, when I read that, 
originally when I and when I even when I saw it the first time. Goosebumps, and even tonight yeah. again, I got goosebumps from seeing that thing. Yeah. Not only was it the the three elements made into the one that Clark threw, and that's why they showed that at the beginning. That's why that's the first thing you see. Which yep. badass way of showing? He throws the crystal, and then as the crystal comes to the camera, then it's the fortress creating. It didn't yes. go into the snow. It was already you. You got lost in the ice and the crystals, and then right. the fortress yep. was coming up, which was very cool. Um, not only was it the element though. Not only was it the only thing they recovered, not only isn't it Tess's, not only is it in Tess's possession, but it's still glowing. Oh, sure. It's alive. Oh, yeah. It's alive. I mean, it is what, um, it is what the Green Crystal was in Superman the movie. And again, it is Superman what the green, too. Yeah, it is what the Green Crystal was. And, and to be more to the Smallville thing, I'm excited that now this thing is going to be what. The key was in seasons one and two, and and what uh, and what the stones yes. were in season four. Yes, and, you know that we've got that whole item thing now. You know, and, and because I think that was one of the coolest things about seasons one and two was who's got the key? Yeah, where is you that know? thing going? Right, and so you know, gosh, I just I really was so stoked when she opens that thing up and there it is because it lets me know that that guy who emailed us after the season finale is a moron. <laughs> You are dumb. Uh, you are. <laughs> no, um, I, you know, it, 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 it is the hope of us getting to see the Fortress rebuilt at some point in this series, if not this season. Yeah, yeah. Which will be one of these great moments. Well, you know, I mean, you that, know they'll build up to it like it's something amazing. Well, I've, I, you know, I said it in 99. We, it, I'm 95% sure we will see it before 2009 gets here. And I also said in 99, I hope it's not stock footage. I want to see Clark. I want to see it build around Clark. Oh, that'd be awesome. I want to see Clark stand in the middle of that mother and it come up around him. Yes, that'd be great. That'd Wouldn't be that just cool. be the best thing ever? That really, that really would be. So yeah. the search for that is now on. I mean, not really, because Clark doesn't know. If Clark that... doesn't know yet. Yeah. And, and this is where this is where the next few episodes are going to be really interesting as Clark kind of gets reset and refocused. Because let's not forget. Can I? Okay. I know we skipped right over it, but I've got to also talk about the planet scene with he and Lois. Well, no, that's what we were because I wanted to work up to the final. Oh, yeah, scene. that's how it ended, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm, and, and getting, we can I'm go getting... to that now because that's really when he's squeaking in that chair, <laughs> and that camera swings around the computer, and he's got that smirk on his that's face. That's me applauding the for plate. the writers and for the show right there. That might be one of my favorite non-action scenes in Smallville ever. Oh my gosh, I was, I was. That's when I was out of my chair. That is the moment where I was like, in the words of my good friend Ansley, "God, I love this show." You know, that is that is when I was like, they they are so getting it, and now it is okay with me that this is just a new take on Superman. This isn't just a new take on his origin. You know, this is becoming the new take on Superman, and I'm okay with that. To an extent, you know, and and the, the way he had his hair done, though, can I, can we just say look at that girly. part across the hair? Yeah, let me not get too girly, but the way he had his hair done, the looks he—that's not girly, Welling, sir. That's that's mythos. That is mythology. Thank you. Thank you. Tom Welling did some something in that scene with Lois, though, that he's never he, done before. I'll say that much. Think, that's what I'm saying. His acting and and the persona he began to take on was completely different than anything we've seen out of Clark Kent in eight, seven years of Smallville. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, that was a defining moment for Clark Kent. And I say it is a progression of a journey. It is It is very much getting to a point. But that's one of the first steps in that journey he's had in a long time. Yes, yeah. It's the, it's the biggest step he's had in that journey in a long time. I agree. And then when she pulls that nameplate around... I just love that smile he has when he walks past the camera. I'll yes. see you Monday morning. You know, I yep. just oh, and then and I don't want to invoke this name too much okay. because I, I don't. To me, it gets tossed around too easily when something good is done uh-huh. in a setting like this. But he had a very Christopher Reeve look about him in that moment. I agree. And no, I I, I definitely agree, and I don't think that's you overusing it. And and but it, I don't. There was something that that was about, and I don't know if it was just the way it was written or the way he pulled it off. 
But he took the best of Christopher Reeve, the best of Clark Kent from Lois and Clark, and the culmination of everything that's gone on for seven years, and in that moment, just put it all together to make one of the most perfect scenes I've seen in Smallville. There it is, I said it. No, I, I'm really glad we agree on that, because I was sitting there thinking, even the first time, it reads so well off the page, but until you see him sitting there swinging that chair around with that smile on his face, because you can tell he's just there waiting for her to, to find out what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's waiting for her to pull the information out of him on why he's there, why he's sitting at that empty desk. Yep. You know, yep. I just, oh, I love that. And it was so <laughs> heavy, and not only the way his hair was, just everything was very heavy, heavy in mythology. And then, you know, in 802, we'll see the progression of how he dresses, how he's very much Clark Kent and the way he dresses for work. I, I just, uh, I mean, I they've they have hit their stride uh, sure. with an amazing now, premiere. But let's let's talk about this one aspect, and this is something I was interested to pick your brain on. Pick away. You know, Lois asked Clark, "So what are you doing? Starting in the mailroom?" Yeah. You know, when Lois came to the planet, granted there was the whole Grant Gabriel connection she had there, but also, you know, she had a little bit of experience at the Inquisitor. Um. Chloe came into the planet through the internship at one point and, you know, and then worked her way up with when, when she went and talked to uh, Carrie Fisher, or, you know, and that's how Chloe got her in, you know, and we got to see Chloe work. Why did they just quickly give Clark a job? I mean, I know he's not on the masthead. I know he's not, you know, upstairs with the big dogs yet. But how in the world does he get a job like that? You know, off screen? I don't know how he got it that fast. I don't know how he turned in the application that fast for being gone that long and only being back like a day, but I have a theory. Okay, I would say. Let me. You want me to tell you mine? Yeah, I want, okay. to, I want to hear yours. I mean, Tess is his new boss. Yes, and she's not an idiot. She knows who Clark Kent is. Yes, and she wants to keep a watchful eye over Clark Kent. Yes, I agree. I also feel like. That because she knows who Clark Kent is, she knows his past relationship. She has to know about his past relationship with Lex. That she is going to watch him to see if he leads her somewhere to Lex. Not necessarily knowing he's the traveler or anything. I'm not saying that. Don't write in and say Steve said that Tess knows everything about Clark. But I'm saying that if Tess knows anything about Clark from Lex, it's that Clark won't let something die. And and so she's probably just. I've see like I see him being used as a pawn by her right now in this position. Yes. There's Not also to mention what we know is going to take place down the road. Her attraction. Right. So I'm I dude, I'm loving it. I I'm I I you know, I, I still say I've got to take this season so far on an episode by episode basis. But I ended tonight watching this thing absolutely loving this episode. Well, I think if anybody was curious on where they're taking the season Based on this, picking up a month later, wait till you see 802 because that's really where things are going to start to culminate for this. Just ramp up for this double identity theme of the season. And we're going to talk about that in spoilers here in just a second. But that's really what we wanted to touch on today. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on in the episode? Um, You know, the only thing I will say is early on I was thinking you can tell some of the chemistry's gone and and they're trying to feel their way back around in this show to figure out how things are going to work now that Rosenbaum's out of the picture and Crook's out of the picture and that kind of thing. I feel like uh, about midway through, and I don't know what order scenes were filmed in that kind of thing, but by the end of the episode, everyone had kind of figured things out, you know? Yeah, And and so I'm really anxious to see as the season progresses and, and, and they get the new feel for the new setup, um... To just see how good things actually are. Because I really expect good things. Well, let me ask you this, and then we'll close on this note. We've had episodes without Christian Krug before. We've had episodes without Laura Vandervoort. We've had episodes without John Clover. Never had an episode without Michael Rosenbaum before in in the history of the show. He's been in all of them. Has he? Yeah. Even if it's just quick, huh? Yeah. Wow. I I, I cannot, and we may get called out on this because I'm just thinking of this right now. No, he he's never missed one ever. Wow. No. No, no, he's not. What are you got going down through a list in your mind am, right now? I am because you know I can name all those episode titles like a mother. Right. Yeah. Um, Mr. Song. 
Um, he was light in some episodes. Yeah, like but I mean, all like, Tom's right, been light in all in some episodes right. too. So our, this is our first ever episode without Michael Rosenbaum, without Lex Luthor. Did you miss his presence? Not did you miss him, but did was his presence missing? I don't think his presence was missing at all. I don't either. I feel bad for saying that because I mean we've definitely mourned the loss of Michael Rosenbaum on the show. And well, let me let me clarify that. I, I well, no, I'm, I'm with Rosenbaum. you on that. I, we need to clarify it for everybody listening, though. Yeah, I miss Michael Rosenbaum, and I miss the character of Lex. However, as I said right off the bat, the fact that the fact that they've set it up so there's a basis of everyone's going to be wondering where Lex is. The fact that there's no body in the Arctic, you know, right. all this stuff brings together the idea that. You know, and it and it depends on if they can work something out with Rosenbaum to put a bald cap on. Basically, I think. Yeah. Down the road for an episode or two, um, but the threat of Lex is there. Therefore, the presence of Lex is. There. That's the way I feel about it too. He's gone, but not forgotten. Exactly. He's he's still around, and as the season progresses, you'll see that he's still very much a key player, even though his his presence is not around. I, I completely agree. Well, I'm glad we agree on that. I, I, Me but too. I, I, in saying that, I was referring to the fact, and I know you understand, um, n- the episode was not lacking due yes, to his I not being there. Yes, I agree with that there. as well. Right. And, and I think that's something important we, we do need to touch on, that, that while we do miss him, while, while we will miss Lex Luthor, while we miss just Michael's amazing acting ability on the show, he... I, it's it, it's the sh- the show's safe without him. It, it was not a breaking point at all, and a lot of people thought it was going to be, and that was the big scare when he laughed. Everybody's like, "There's no way they can continue on without Lex Luthor. They can't. I mean, he's well, been the know, staple felt, of the show." I felt that way. I know. I, I felt that way. I know. I think that, but you got to look at it like this: there are many Superman comics without Lex Luthor in them. Oh yes, that are quality books. Yes, but then again, I think the other side of that is. Superman is Superman at that point. That's true, too. And and he can fight other things that he can't always fight in Smallville. That's true. So, but then again, we have a new character coming in next week that cha- shakes those things up. So that is our thoughts on Odyssey. It was an amazing premiere. Not our favorite, I will say, and I, I said 99, it has the potential to be my favorite, but it needs a lot more rewatching because it has something, it has a little bit of everything I love from Smallville in it. And that yeah, was something yeah. I, I said. That's what you have to base your, one of your favorite episodes on. Everything that you love about the show has to be in that episode. Pieces of it yep. has to come together yep. for that to be your favorite. So I'll be watching it again many, many times to come because because it's it's set up the season really nicely. I think. Yeah. And I think we, as much as we need to commend the cast, we need to commend Kelly, Brian, Todd, and Darren who just stepped it up. Yeah. And it was really yep. cool when the episode ended to see all four of their names listed together. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, yeah. I noticed you know, that, and, and now that that's what we see when it goes to black, as we see their names as executive producers. Yeah, yeah. of course they've been executive producers, but now they are the showrunners, and I think it's just our hats off to them because they they really carry the torch well. So so far, so far, and I think they will continue to as the season goes on. So uh, go to our website, smallvillepodcast dot com. You can find out all the lo- lo- the longest, latest. It's. Uh, Steve, take this. Go to our go to our website at smallvillepodcast.com where you can find all the latest news and info on the show and on Smallville. Also, you can check out our forum, Starkville Forum. No, not anymore. Because oh, now really? the old forums are closed. We did that today before Smallville aired. They've been washed away. We, just in case anybody felt like going to post anything about tonight, we felt like we should go ahead and lock that up. The Heroes, one, the Tenth Wonder ones are still active uh, for a few the more flood, days. The flood has struck the Smallville forum, the shoe forum. Old.smallvillepodcast.com is how you get to the old forums. Okay. And they are locked. You can still log in if you want to, check your old private messages, and you can still send private messages through people if you want to still do that there. But now, if you go to forums.smallvillepodcast.com, it will redir- redirect you to our new forums, at, awesome. at, which can also be reached at startvilleforums.com. Awesome. And you can also email us, mail at smallvillepodcast.com, or you can call us and leave us a voicemail, as so many people did, 206-666-1822. So many people, in fact, we had to make it uh, like a companion episode to episode 100 because we just couldn't fit all those in, 
and make it a, a almost two hour and forty five minute episode. If anybody was left <laughs> off, I, I apologize. I got down and started doing all those, uh, downloading all those, and putting them in. I didn't realize how many there were, and 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 if some got lost through the cracks, I, my my heartfelt apologies. Email us in and let us know. Um, but I want to make sure we we did get everybody. We want to thank Aaron Ashmore and Elena Huffman for calling in as well, Indeed, and leaving yep. us messages for that. Jimmy Olsen and the Black Canary could not have been done without them. That was that was a great thing to have going into the episode as well. Some other people we want to thank. We want to thank our buddy Stuart for doing some AAC cards for us for the hundredth episode, which we've also used in tonight's episode. They are pretty. They're very pretty. They're, they, I love them. Uh, we also want to thank our buddy Mike Cohen for doing that awesome opening to Journeys Faithfully. It was pretty. It was pretty. <laughs> um, and uh, just and thank all of you for being with us for two and a half years and a hundred episodes. And this being our hundred first, we're we're going to stop talking about a hundred episodes now and just look forward instead of looking back. Yes. So and thank you, John Glover, for Starkville, Starkville House House of, of L. L. And also go to Geek Out Loud, the official podcast of Geek Out Loud. <laughs> oh, uh, nice. We'll be back with spoilers in just one second. Thanks for joining us again for the 101st episode of Star Wars House of L, everybody. Bye. Thanks. everyone and welcome to the spoilers section for episode 802 plastique and it promises to be a huge episode as it is clark's first day of work at the daily planet and metropolis is under siege as this happens um the official description does read plastique bursts into metropolis and davis bloom arrives in smallville it's clark's first day at the daily planet with lois and the pair are immediately thrown together on a story when a bus explodes outside the office clark rescues bet a young girl who bonds with chloe over their shared meteor abilities. But Bet is hiding a big secret, and paramedic Davis Bloom arrives in Metropolis and is drawn to Chloe. Now, there were as many scenes as there were shown in comic at Comic-Con from the trailer for Odyssey. There were just as many as shown for Plastique, because yeah. there's a lot of action in this episode. This bus scene is... Uh, the word for it is epic, sir. Um, oh, wow. Our buddy, uh, our, our buddy Mike sent us some pictures while they were filming this, while he was on the SkyTrain. Yeah, um, yeah. Of buses turned over and everything, because I, Clark's in Clark dress. He's in or new. I will have to refer to it as old Clark and new Clark. Right. He's in Daily he's in Planet that dress blue shirt. Yeah, he's he's in a, he's in dress clothes, but he's saving the day. He's ripping the top off the bus. He's kicking ass. He's he, he's rescuing people left and right, giving them. And as you can see in the trailer, if you watched it, he's zipping around people left and right too, in super speed. That's and awesome. and just I mean he's dirtied up you know I mean and, but but I mean he's out there there's there's pictures on Krypton site and on smallballpodcast dot com of him handing off children to paramedics that sort of thing uh, our new paramedic Davis Bloom our new character on the show uh, played by Sam Witwicky Sam Witwer is uh, he shows up and and he strikes up a relationship friendship which might lead to something more with Chloe who we've talked okay. about before leads to Doomsday Go since ahead, this Steve. is the spoiler section. There are some yes, things sir. we can't talk about that we know that are spoilers. Okay. Um, and so to be as cryptic as possible, I want to ask you this, and this is speculation and the spoilers. Do you think that Sam Whitworth's character, Davis's character, or Davis will be attracted to Chloe because of maybe her connection potentially to Brainiac? No. Okay. Because, or just because, so she's just hot and he likes her. Yes. They, they, okay. Um, because, and everything we've heard and we've let, been led to believe, Davis Bloom is the nicest guy you will ever meet. Okay. Laid back, right. personable, just sure. just will talk to you all day long. But when he starts losing those tracks, he's a charismatic paramedic. He's the charismatic paramedic. But when he Not starts, to be confused with the flamboyant paramedic. Very true. When he starts losing, oh my goodness, he's bleeding. <laughs> when he starts. Losing those long tracks of time is when we need to worry about him. Okay, but the well, rest right. of the time he's like he's happy, he's carefree, he's you know. Well, I'm not saying he's aware that that's why he's drawn to it. Well, okay, okay. 
Uh, I'm just saying, is that a, you think that's a potential possibility? I doubt it. Okay. You think so? I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't think so. Okay. But that's really all I'm looking at 802. I was actually, in, in the weeks leading up to the premiere, have been more excited for 802 than I have 801. You have spoken more about 802 than you have I'm about I'm excited about Clark's first day. I'm excited about him and Lois. Uh, their first day working together on a story. I, and I'm, I I think that scene and, 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 and one thing they did show, and I told you, back when I told you about the trailer for Comic-Con, that shot of him walking away from the exploding bus while holding Tess yes. is badass. And you yes. saw it in the credit, opening credits tonight. Yep. So, I mean, it's a lot to look forward to next week. And we'll be here with you again to discuss it next week, too. Indeed. So, uh, with that being said, we'll see you next time on Star Wars House of L. Go, go, Gadget. Goodbye. Bye, everyone.